You're listening to The Dr. Chris Show. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. And today we've got the fitness expert, certified fitness nutrition coach, entrepreneur, podcaster, and practitioner of mindfulness and meditation, Dave Sherwin. Dave, great to have you on today. It is great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. So we're going to dive into a lot. We've got probably seven hours of content we could talk to with each other, but we're going to all get that wrapped into about a half an hour for you listeners because, you know, Dave's got a lot to share. He's got a lot of life experience and his goal, I think really from, from just watching and listening to him and studying him is that, you know, it's reaching your fullest potential no matter what age you are. Right. And so I think Dave is still young. The way he talks about himself sometimes in his bio makes you think he's like 70, but He's still a young guy in my eyes, right? And Dave, would you agree that you're only as old as you think you are? I would absolutely agree with that. Absolutely. absolutely. It's de- definitely a, a whole lot of mindset going on there when people start to feel old. That's, uh, they need to check up from the neck up for sure. Absolutely. There, there, so, there's a thing like, uh, uh, there's a thing to growing old gracefully. I get that. But but yes, absolutely. There's a mindset that, that makes us feel and act young. Absolutely. So, you know, when we look at things today, I want everyone to hear your story, Dave. I'm interested in what brought you to where you are today. You know, what, what struggles or aha moments you had along the path that's led you to where you are now transforming people and their mind, body, and spirit. That sounds great. I, I'd say in my personal history, there's two really big transformative kind of events that I, that I would say formed my kind of ideas about fitness and nutrition and why it's so important and generally just wanting to have really terrific health. First of all, was when I was a, a, a very young person, 12, 13 years old, I was incredibly shy. I was really kind of a backwards kid. I didn't have many friends. I was one of those kids who went to the library and uh, I, I had a lot of fear. I was super afraid of people, very awkward, but I got introduced to basketball. I was a little taller than the other kids. And so I found out I could play basketball and I, I could dunk a golf ball on the like seven foot rim. Right. That's and big time. Yeah, I was, I was big time back then. And that was kind of my first introduction to doing something that other people thought was pretty impressive. And from there, I went on to study and play basketball and work really hard. And I finally made the high school team and that whole process and the interesting epiphanies I had of what it was like to be an athlete. So I, I moved from being a very awkward, uncoordinated, backwards kind of a kid to having some skill and feeling the thrill that comes when you set a goal and achieve it and improve your health. And so that was a big part of my growing up was having this experience and learning that I could experience this, this growth and the thrill that comes from achieving something through sports. Awesome. And then, so then where did you, trans, where did you transform that from there? So from there, I, I loved, you know, health and I started lifting weights, playing basketball and generally had a desire to be a healthy person. And then uh, over time, 
uh, I got into business and I've been self-employed for a very long time and done a, a variety of different businesses. And I've actually built and sold different businesses. And in 2009, I got into the health space. It was actually a friend of mine, Dan Putnam. I was making a major change in my life. He's like, Dave, you're a health guy. You love health and nutrition. You're always talking about it. You should go into the, the field. I was like, well, I don't even know where to start with that. He said, well, everyone wants to lose weight. Why don't you start there? And so we did a lot of research into this. We launched a product in 2009 and it went shockingly well. Like it was just an absolute uh, blessing and a curse all at the same time because it went so fast and it was so successful, uh, much quicker than we thought it would be that I was thrown in to the arena of weight loss and I didn't really know what I was doing, right? Mm. I had never had a problem. My, my challenges in health were very different than people who have trouble losing weight. And all of a sudden we have five support reps and a growing thriving business taking all these phone calls and taking all these support tickets from people who have struggled with weight loss in some cases all their life. And we're introduced to the emotion of that, the difficulties of it, the hormonal issues. The, um, the, the shame and guilt that some people go through. And all of a sudden I found out, wow, this is not just, you know, a business where we sell stuff to people. This is something where we, we've got, I've got to up my game. I need to become a coach. I need to find out what these issues are and how I can actually really uh, help people. So that was the other one was this um, kind of trial by fire of starting as a business Honestly, it was an opportunity, but it shifted from being a, a business to being more of a mission and to really starting to understand what was in people's hearts and minds and the struggles that they were dealing with in the real world of trying to manage their weight. That's, that's awesome. And so through getting thrown into this, obviously you've evolved in what you're doing and how you're helping people as well. And you discussed some seven principles that you like to work with people on to help them reach their fullest potential and help them hit their goals, whether that be weight loss or whatever aspect they're trying to improve in their health. So let's talk about those a little bit. You know, when, when we talk about things, we talk about our five foundations of health. There's seven pillars. I interviewed someone, I think it was a couple of weeks ago that had the four pillars of health, right? So it's, I think it's all important. I think they all include everything we always talk about each one of us we have different ways of viewing it and different ways of relating it to people. So I want to hear about how you're relating to people and what you're talking about there and what your focuses are. So why don't you share us and take us through that? Yeah, it sounds great. And, and this is not a matter of right and wrong, or, you know, that one person has it exactly right. It's really a matter of like what you're doing here with having a podcast, you're just giving out lots of information from different people. It's all about what resonates now, these, my seven, right? I'm not saying they're the seven, that they're the true laws of, of health. They're the ones that I've come up with through my own becoming a, a certified fitness nutrition coach and learning the insides of the scientific and evidence-based approaches to nutrition, along with my 11 years now of helping people lose weight. And it all started with the story that I told you. And then when you have success, the successful side is phenomenal. If you help someone lose 30 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds, it's incredibly gratifying for you and them. But in the back of your mind, it's also a, I hope they keep it off because going on a diet is 
a double-edged sword because many people change their habits for a short period of time. And as human beings, we can do that. The problem is, right, if, if we didn't actually transform our habits and all we did was a short-term dietary plan, we're going to go back to where we were. And so these seven principles are the things that I've been teaching people as far as what they have to do differently so they don't put the weight back on. And they're also sure. based on what people want. And what people want is simplicity. They want something they can do. As soon as you tell someone to do something that's incredibly hard, some people will do incredibly hard things for a short period of time. We all can. As human beings, yeah. we can do incredible things. But very few people will do very difficult things for the long term. And very few people want to. They want simplicity. So that's where these come from. Number one is don't drink calories. That's the first thing that we talk about because drinking, whether it's alcohol or even juice, soda, things with sugar, it's so easy to drink hundreds of calories a day. And for most people, if all they did is start making water their best friend and eliminate the things that they drink that have calories, they drop thousands of calories per week from their diet and immediately start to improve their health. Absolutely. You know, I think some people might actually drop a thousand or thousands in a day, right? You yes. see those big gulps that people drink from the quickie mart stores. Yes. I mean, one of those, what are they like 70 some ounces of soda? That has to be a yeah. calories. Well over a hundred grams of, of sugar. <laughs> and, and now I have to, before we jump too far into it, also, yeah. we don't, we don't do all or nothing here. So we're not saying you can never have a soda people. So that's not the idea. Uh, the idea is that most people just drink too much. So from the minute you get up, if you can start your day with water, if generally speaking, you can drink less calories and more water, much of this change will come through making simple changes over time. Uh, there are people that are absolutely addicted and they're drinking a 12 pack of, of diet Coke every single day. Right. Mm -hmm. And so with those type of people, we're just saying, look, first of all, start to carry a water bottle. And, and drink that as often as you can. And maybe go down to eight cans, Go then go down to six, then go down to four. So it's a matter of degrees and it's a matter of getting rid of all or nothing thinking. So we're just wanting to move people in the right direction, wanting to nudge them away from the calories and towards water. Yeah, that's great. You know, I've, what I found too, is that once people actually get to that point where they're down and, and they finally get to where they're, they're not having the soda, then when they finally get back to having one after maybe a matter of weeks or months, they don't even like the taste of soda anymore. They're not even exactly they're like, right. kind of repels them. And they're like, Ugh. like, cause your body innately knows what is good for you. But as we've had this slow trickle of essentially poison in our life, right? It's like this, that slow death. Right. And then we don't yeah. realize it. Yeah. That's crazy. That's great. So that's awesome. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. Number two is to eat slowly and mindfully. See, and this is a really important one. And this is one of the first things they teach us as precision nutrition coach. You know, my, my uh, certification is through precision nutrition. It's a very well-respected certification. It's actually quite hard to get. And as I was getting it, when they taught me this, I didn't believe it. Like I, I've read many books on nutrition. I considered myself kind of expert before I ever got my certification. And they will literally tell you that how you eat is more important than what you eat. And now that is a real revelation for most people, including myself. But the fact is that how we eat and when we eat matters a lot. It's one of the reasons why people are so excited about intermittent fasting. We'll talk about that later on. Sure. But the, 
the how we eat slowly and mindfully matters in a lot of different, for a lot of different reasons. First of all, some people think that our stomach is kind of a hole at the bottom of our throat that the food drops into, and then it just deals with it. But the fact is, if you could do an autopsy and look at a stomach, it's got folds and the food has to work its way through the folds. And when we eat slowly and mindfully, first of all, we enjoy the food more. Food is one of the great pleasures of life. We eat every day of our life. Why not enjoy the experience and eat slowly and mindfully so that it can get into our stomach and digest properly so we can chew the enzymes into the food. Then the enzymes continue to go in it in the stomach. And then the, the stomach actually has a delayed response of letting us know when we're full. And so the other reason to eat slowly and mindfully is to allow the stomach to have the time so that those hormones that are signaling the brain that you're full have a chance to do their thing. So by eating slowly and mindfully, we eat less, we enjoy our food more, and it is a proven weight loss principle to simply slow down and eat slowly and mindfully. Yeah, that's so important in our day and age. Everyone's this go, go, go. You know, I'm guilty of this too. Now I start eating, I might just like, I'm usually the first one probably done eating in a group, right? Like ready to go, all right, what's the next thing? And yeah, it's just so important. I agree with you. And the fact is that sometimes we can get it easily. Like, you know, I like to do morning smoothies, you know, spinach, avocado, berries, maybe some cacao nibs, right? Whatever. And blend it up. Okay. You don't have to sit there and chew. It's a, it's a quick way to get your nutrition in, but man, yeah, I think my, I think just like you said, not just for the nutrition, but also just to enjoy the moment is huge. How often in our lives, man, we're just not enjoying the moment, right? We're not living the now we're just eating for or doing the thing for the next thing. That's yeah. We are. And you mentioned an interesting thing where you, you, you said for yourself, you're one of those that is a fast eater. There is a genetic component to this. There are those people that just eat fast. They just do. They always have. There's others that just eat slowly and this is super easy for them. So you kind of want to identify which camp you fall into. Mm-hmm. And, and for you, it might be harder than from other people, other people, because it's natural for you to eat quickly. Some people can't eat quickly. So they just got this one nailed. It's very easy for them. Mm -hmm. So you do want to just do some self-introspection Just say, how well am I doing? There's little tips you can do. Like after you take a bite, put your utensil down, right? Put the fork down until you're done eating the food then pick it back up, carefully take a bite. So there's little tricks you can do, mind games you can play with yourself. You can even set a timer. I'm going to eat this lunch in 20 minutes. Turn on your timer, leave the clock, you know, leave your phone up so you can see it counting down and try to spread it out. So it's something some people have to work on and others do naturally. Cool, that's great. So, so now we're on number three, right? Now we're on number three, which is yes. intermittent fasting. Now intermittent fasting is, is no longer just kind of a buzzword. There's a lot of research on it. There's, there's, there was initially a lot of research on men, which unfortunately was a little bit of a bummer because many of the things that were discovered only applied to men. And now they're doing more on women as well. But regardless, what we know is that our body has hormonal cycles daily for women, 28 to 31 day cycles as well. So men have a 24 hour hormonal cycle. Women have a 24 hour hormonal cycle and a 28 to 31 day. But the circadian rhythm of waking up in the morning with certain hormones set with low blood sugar, with high HGH, high testosterone, high estrogen, And then moving into our day, when we start eating, where all of a sudden the blood sugar rises and the HGH goes down and the testosterone, the estrogen. And then, and then we eat, we go through our day. And in the evening, the cycle starts to reverse. 
we eat our last meal and then our body starts to develop melatonin so that we can naturally get drowsy and fall asleep. And this is one of the things that's overlooked when we talk about intermittent fasting, which is essentially eating all your food within an eating window. And, and for women, that shouldn't be any shorter than 10 hours. That's the thing we've learned from the latest research. So let's say that she starts eating at 10 a.m. Uh, and, and has dinner at 6 p.m. That's a great eating window, okay? And it can be adjusted, doesn't matter. Um, but I'd suggest eating the dinner no later than seven. So if we eat in this window, we're giving our body a chance to digest all the food. We're giving the hormones a chance to function exactly how they want. Nothing worse than a midnight snack to throw off our entire system and suddenly change what our body wants to be doing to something that it has to do because we just forced it to go back in dig digestion mode instead of sleep, right? So, totally. so intermittent fasting or eating in an eating window, I think is critical. Well, that's, I think that is really key too, because, you know, people are designed to eat different ways. And I think it's good though, to just help our body reset and fasting would be a great way to help our body reset. What we're doing, maybe something like a 24 hour, 72 hour. I mean, have people do week fast, you name it. But at the end of the day, if we can hit that window, that's key. And I think it's really tough for people too, that are going through those cravings. Maybe it's a person who's trying to come off the soda because they're addicted to sugar and then they're trying to keep it within this window and they feel hungry, maybe outside those windows because they have simply sugar cravings, right? They're used to the late night snacks because they have those cravings as well. And uh, yeah. Now, what are some tips you have? Some other tips you have for people that are trying to get into that rhythm so they can start to get that window shrunk down to a more appropriate time, like maybe a, you know, a six to 10 hour window. I have found out it's not as hard as people think. That's the first thing I'll tell you. Right now, you might be thinking, oh, this is going to be really hard. Almost everyone I've talked to that simply commits for a week or two is amazed. They thought they were waking up so hungry. And I just tell them, you know, get up, drink a lot of water. Drink as much water as you want or that you feel like, and, and you'll be amazed how satiated you are. And then your body is in a perfect hormonal state to exercise. When we exercise, we naturally uh, lose our hunger pains. So exercise is another great antidote. So the first tip is it's just not that hard. Uh, the next one is the next thing I'm going to teach you is to eat according to the hand rules. And when you do that, you're going to get more protein. Most people are not getting enough protein. When you start eating enough protein, it's the most satiating of the, of the foods. Arguably some people might say, well, fat is more satiating, but we don't eat that much fat or shouldn't in a healthy diet. Uh, typically uh, it should be minimal or at least should be focused on healthy fats anyway, yeah, regardless. Healthy. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you eat, if you've been eating, uh, too many carbs, especially too many empty carbs, but then you change what you're eating to have high quality protein, fats, carbs, and five to nine servings of vegetables a day, which is the next tip. You will find that it's not that hard to do the intermittent fasting. If you're eating a lot of carbs and sugars, it's going to be harder. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Empty calories. Yeah. No good. Yes. And so that leads us nicely into the next tip. Now, one of the ways you can know how much to eat so this is now portion control and balancing your macros. The macros are protein, carbs, and fat, the most important building blocks of our diet. And if we eat according to the hand rules, right? If you look at your hand, your hand is in proportion to your body. So it's a great way to measure out portions. And what we teach is to eat protein the size of your, your palm. And if you close your fist, that's the size of the carbs you ought to have. 
And then uh, healthy fats the size of your thumb. So if you're gonna have a salad dressing, olive oil, avocado oil, whatever, it should be no more than about the size of your thumb, which typically is around two ounces for most people. And then we teach to eat five to nine servings of vegetables per day. So those are the hand rules. Yeah. Bonus. Yeah, those are, I mean, those are simple. People can follow those. <laughs> if you forget, you just look at your hand. <laughs> yeah. And if you, if you mess up, just hit yourself with your hand. All right, let's get myself back on control. All right, back on track. Yeah, awesome. it works pretty good. I mean, like take eggs, right? You're going to have eggs for breakfast, right? If you look at your palm, for a smaller person, that probably looks like about two eggs, right? Bigger person might be three, maybe a huge man might even be four. I don't know, but you get the idea, right? Yeah, it, it's absolutely. just a rough guide. Yeah. Okay, great. What's your next principle? The next one is to observe a supplement strategy to get strategic about your supplements and take them according to what we know are the known deficiencies in our society, along with those supplements that are going to help you and that are potentially uh, gender based. For example, many women have been diagnosed low in iron. And so it's a great supplement that their doctor has told them to take. Both men and women are often deficient in vitamin D. Many of us are not getting enough chromium, zinc, right? So yep. I would say start with the basics and get yourself a good quality multi, a good quality mineral, and that's a minimum. If you can afford it, there's additional supplements that maybe you don't need, but they're really cool. Like for example, I like a pre-workout drink. I get that I don't need a pre-workout drink. It's not necessary. Mm. But the fact is when I take a pre-workout and I, I'm one of these people, like about a third of people thrive on caffeine and about a third of people, caffeine is the devil for them. And about a third, it does, doesn't do much, right? But there's a lot of, of uh, studies on caffeine and performance. And I'm one of those people, if I have caffeine, I perform better, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'll take a protein, I, I'm sorry, a pre-workout, I get more out of my workout. I like it. So there's supplements that we need, start with those. Supplements that we may, that we may have been even prescribed. And then from there, age and gender specific. So for example, I'm 54 years old. I started to have joint pain in my 40s from my active lifestyle and multiple injuries. And my physical therapist told me to start taking glucosamine chondroitin and a turmeric supplement together. And I said, well, sure, for how long? This is, this is when I was re recouping from a knee injury. He's like, forever. He's like, what do you mean forever? He's like, yeah, trust me. He goes, you will feel better. Your joints will be better. And sure enough, if I ever run out of that, two weeks later, I know it. I can feel it in my joints that I stopped taking those supplements. And so uh, those are examples of age-specific type of, of supplements. Absolutely. So the key is to start with the basics. Yep. And, on, and then layer on top of that, anything else you might need or that simply helps you or deals with pain or other issues you might be having that are unique to you. Yeah, absolutely. Building that foundation and then exactly you can cultivate it and grow it depending on your needs, what your desire is, what you're trying to hit. That's awesome. Great advice. Yes. And, well, and it, it is good advice because if you or I were to go to the average person listening to this and open their supplement cupboard, there's a very good chance there'd be no rhyme or reason to what's in there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I know. I heard this on an infomercial. It sounded good. I saw this thing that popped up on my Facebook ad. It looked like they look sexy. I'll try it, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. So anyways, the next one is exercise every day. Now this is especially important for, you know, my audience is typically people over the age of 30. Many people who follow my podcast and are, are my customers are between the ages of 30 and 70 or so. 
And the older we get, the more important exercise becomes not just strength, but mobility and flexibility, endurance. I, I just did a survey of my customers uh, Wednesday and uh, got a bunch of really great responses back as we asked them about what their health goals were for 2020 and what kind of programs they were looking for and what were their top goals. And one of them really jumped out at me. It just said, I just want to be able to keep, keep up with my five-year-old. I don't have the energy anymore to play with my kid. And I thought, man, that is kind of heartbreaking, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. But the fact is, as we get older, if we slow down and, um, and we don't exercise as often as we should, then there's multiple negative things that can happen with that. We know that women who lose their strength over time are much more likely to develop osteoarthritis. Uh, men, same thing. If we let our muscle mass go over time, uh, we're going to pay for it in multiple ways, not just in the loss of strength and the obvious things that would come from that. So keeping up our strength, endurance. And then when I say exercise every day, I'm not saying that you lift weights every single day. What I'm saying is as you get older, add yoga to your routine. Start to take walking seriously. You might have thought, well, walking isn't really exercise. Well, guess what? It is. You know, you go for a 30 minute walk, it's very healthy for you. And it just elevates your breathing a little bit. And breathing is something that we generally don't do enough of or do properly. So I'm not talking about going crazy or having to even get in your gym clothes every day, but I am saying move your body every single day and work on the various elements of health from strength, flexibility, mobility, et cetera. That was a great, you know, I think that getting outside and walking in nature is huge. I mean, it helps your mind, your body and your spirit, right? It's just people that work out every day or get out and especially just get out in nature, do something simple, man, they sleep better. They have more energy. They have more fulfillment in their life. They're reconnected. That's great. Absolutely. And that's what I'm talking about right there. You, you nailed it. So, and the last one is sleep. Uh, it, it used to be, and, and, and maybe it still is in some quarters. It used to be that as a society, we're such go-getters, you know, uh, do, 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 go, 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 uh, burn the candle at both ends, get as much done as possible. We used to just admire those people that got up early and went to bed late, accomplishing their dreams and their goals. I have nothing against accomplishing dreams and goals, of course. But I do have a problem with burning the candle at both ends. I think it's a terrible kind of an old statement. And the fact is that there's got to be periods of hard work mixed with periods of recovery and rest. And especially as I talk about these other principles I've talked about, if you look at the seven together, they create, create what I call a virtuous circle, right? Where as you go through that 24 hour circle of waking up, do your intermittent fasting, this is supporting your hormones. It's supporting building strength. The five to nine servings of vegetables is getting you all your phytonutrients and, and uh, you're, you're eating according to the hand rolls is getting you all the right energy and macros that you need. And then all that comes together when you go to bed at night and get seven to nine hours of sleep. You're now recovering. Your body's cleansing. This is a time that you're going to uh, lose weight. Your hormones are going to be reset. Your whole body's getting ready for the next day. And too many people, um, and, I, and I feel terrible for those people who have sleeping conditions. There's plenty of, of those. But again, oftentimes that comes because some of these things I've talked about are out of whack. Like the, the, the example you gave of eating the massive amounts of, of soda, that's usually filled with caffeine. Now, I, I talked kind of, you know, positively about caffeine. I got to be careful what I say here. I don't drink any caffeine after four o'clock. 
and I never have more than 400 milligrams in a day. Okay. So there's a couple of caveats there, sure. right? So, so if you're going to kind of cheat, know how to cheat, know how to <laughs> cheat strategically and generally follow these seven principles and you will create this cycle where your body is growing, building, becoming more flexible, becoming more strong. Your hormones are in balance. You're cleansing. You're less likely to get sick. It's a vir virtuous cycle. Absolutely. And it's just having consistency in those things. And like you said, you don't have to be perfect in all seven of those principles. You just have to be consistent. Like just start to do it. Even if you're just doing that, that 5% of each one of those, and then you start to build on that and you start building and building and building and life will get easier and life will get better. So Dave, what are some things that you're doing um, right now to help people work with that? Some programs you have going on, some, some resources that people can take advantage of. Yeah. Thanks for asking. As a matter of fact, I told you about the survey I did with my customers. Yeah. I've been debating doing a, a, a challenge and immediately, I, I don't like the word challenge. People have enough challenges in their lives. Yeah. Uh, but, but in the new year, we are doing what's called the Dairobi, uh, a, a journey, a 90 day journey where I'm going to be coaching people. Um, one of the things I've done is I, I got my health certification not to make money as a coach. Um, we have a successful um, supplement business. That's what I do for a living. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, we're very blessed because of that. And what I try to do is give back through my coaching. And so we put together a package where people buy the package of the supplements they need for the 90 days. We give them the coaching for free. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's cool. um, yeah, that'll be available. It's not available yet. And it'll only be available till uh, January 11th. So we're going to make it because we want to do it in the new year when everyone's sure. excited about weight loss. We had that going on. Um, these seven things, I've got a sheet on my website for your listeners. If you go to dirobi.com, D-I-R-O-B-I.com. If you click on the resources page, there's a, a PDF you can print out and put on your fridge. Okay. So you can see these seven things every day. Um, and there's a, actually a variety of other uh, cool resources on our resources page. And then I do a, a podcast just like you. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the Dairobi Health Show, if people want to listen uh, to the people that I'm interviewing. As a matter of fact, you need to come on my show. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime you set it up, we'll do it. That would, that would be great. Absolutely. Uh, it's so like, now, when does your, when does your, um, you, that, that coaching start? You said, you said it was January, something that starts. You want to do it in the new year. We're going to start it in, in the new year. And for those people listening who maybe hear this after that has already happened, uh, just give us your contact info. I think it's this kind of thing we'll do again. So if you're interested in it, it's a kind of thing. It's not a big deal. We're not charging a lot of money for this or anything like that. It's something we're trying to do as a more of a, as a service, really. So if you listen to this podcast and the dates pass, don't worry about it. Just contact us and we'll, we'll work something out for you. Awesome. Awesome. So I think those are great resources. Make sure you check it out. Those that are listening and uh, Dave, I love to, to finish things off by asking this to all of our guests, which is what does reaching your fullest potential mean to you? Reaching our fullest potential to me, first of all, only matters today, which may sound really counterintuitive, but we only can live in today. It, and so I can only reach my full potential right now, like the way I live. So if, for example, these health principles, I can only live them today. I can't live them in a week and I couldn't live them uh, weeks ago. I have my family today. Um, I'm either gonna spend time with them and call my mother on the phone or read a book to my grandchildren or I'm not, and I'm just gonna miss that opportunity. So I, I would say to me that living in the now and living in connection to our deepest purpose, especially with our family, 
I, I think is the way I would answer the question. It's not about achieving big things. It's not about some massive goal you reach in the future. I think it's very simply about simply living in the now as fully as possible. That's beautiful. I think well put. Uh, it's about right now. I think that's the biggest realization I've had in the last couple of months for myself is just really being more conscious of living in the now uh, because that's really all we do have. It's the reality that we make of ourselves in that moment. So Dave, I appreciate those words of wisdom and for everything you're doing and for uh, just helping people impact their lives, whether they're losing weight, wanting to feel great, have more energy for their kids, their family, their, their big goals that they have for their own life. Um, so I appreciate you. I look forward to being on your show here soon and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. To get this and other episodes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com or listen to the Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. 